0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to Promises Podcast. I'm Laura Gonzalez here with Diane McTarsney. We're so excited you joined us again for episode 10. We've been talking about the resurrection, we've been enjoying Easter, Easter celebrations. He is alive, he is risen. He, he is risen indeed. Yes, we love the Lord and we're excited to share our hearts with you. Easter, like Easter songs, right? Hymns, worshipful songs. I mean, we've been talking about it. And so there was a song that you came across, right, recently. Yes. Uh, yesterday
1: I was driving to the store to do some shopping, and um I this song came on I had never heard before, and I just loved the words, and I was immediately hooked. You know, sometimes songs come on and you're oh skip, that's you know, skip. right. But yes. this one just I loved it, and it's um it's by Sanctus Real. And the funny thing is, is when I pulled into the parking lot, a uh, parking stall, I saw a car next to me. It looked really good. And it was an all black, um, tinted windows, really nice charger. And I looked at the license plate and it said Lucifer One. Oh my I my Oh no, what? So I'm checking around, looking around, see if I can find this, this person who has this Lucifer One vehicle. It's, he, that's how he's chosen to mm. identify himself, you know? And I just started praying. I was like, Lord... Grab a hold of this guy's yes. heart. He's on the wrong side of things, you know. If that's his, if that's what he wants to be known mm-hmm. about himself, you know, Lucifer. One, draw him into yourself. He doesn't even know you, right? And and so I just started praying um, for him. I was hoping to get to meet him. I didn't, um, but this song ministered to me, and I just sat there. And um, after I was done, and I just replayed it because I wanted to hear it and be encouraged. And so it's, my God is still the same. Mm. And it's Sanctus Real. And it was released in 2021, but I had not heard it yet. So I wanted to share it with you because it blessed me. And I I hope it blesses blesses you. So let's sing. Is that sing? (laughs) Yeah. No, I'll read the lyrics. (laughs) You're not going to (laughs) sing. I'm not going to sing. (laughs) Um, But it says, just ask the waves if they are stilled at the mention of his name. Mm. They'll say, my God is still the same. Ask the walls if they still fall flat. At the mighty sound of praise, they'll say, my God is still the same. When did he break his promise? When did his kindness fail? Never has, never will. Mm. My God is still the same. When did he lose his power? When did his mercy change? Never has, never will. My God is still still the the same. same. Just ask the words you prayed in desperation if they're heard. They'll say, my God is still the same. Ask the grave, if it's strong enough to keep hope in its chains, it'll say, God is still the same. And then it goes on to say, when did he break his promise? When did his kindness fail? Never has, never will. My God is still the same. When did he lose his power? When did his mercy change? Never has, never will. My God is still the same. And I, I love that because it goes on to say, not once did he ever stop moving, mm. not once has he ever let go, not once did he ever stop proving our God is in control.
0: So good. So good, right? I love it. Yes, that is beautiful. And it's just like God to give us a song when the enemy's right there. I mean, we don't know that guy in that no, car. No. Not to say he's the enemy. Not at all. But by putting Lucifer boldly, I mean, I, as you know... And as many of you may know, my husband was into skateboarding. And so there's a very popular company called Thrasher, and they often use the pentagram. And mm-hmm. I've complained. I've seen uh, staff wearing Thrasher shirts. If, if it's just the logo or a skateboard on it, fine. But when it has a pentagram, it bothers me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, um, I don't want kids seeing <laughs> that. Any form of darkness. Sure. Yes, sure. Exactly. And so I think that's so good that the Lord gave you that song. Mm-hmm. To resonate in your heart Mm -hmm. and to remind you. And I think it's so wild how one of the things that I love about the Lord is the name Jesus. Mm. Jesus, Jesus, you make the darkness tremble. Jesus, Jesus, you silence fear. You know, there's a song that says that. And so last night I was watching um, basketball with my husband, Chuck, and they interviewed Kyrie Irving. He's mm-hmm. a Brooklyn Net player. Mm-hmm. And they said, you're fasting for Ramadan. And yet you balled out tonight. How is that? And he goes, well, God is in me. God is in you. God is in everybody. And he's the one helping me do this. But I thought to myself, hmm, what God do you serve, mm-hmm. Kyrie Irving? Because he didn't say Allah or Mary or Buddha or the light or some other name. What name do we say? Jesus. Mm. We know who we serve. He has a name. Mm. You know, like that other song, Love Has a Name. I love that song. Love Has a
1: Name. Yes.
0: Agape, Jesus, our love, you know, the lover of our soul. Go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: I just think it's so good, you know, even as we're talking about, you know, the lyrics of song or evil and darkness and and light. And, you know, we go through things and we have struggles, but I love how he says, you know, he didn't break his promise. That's right. His kindness never fails. You know, um... You might ask, you know, do you hear my prayers? Mm-hmm. He says, you know, ask the words and they'll tell you my God is still the same. In this world that is constantly changing, yes. Um. whether it be through laws, through, uh, through conquests, through whatever, it's constantly changing. Our God is still the same. Yes. And how do we know him? We have to get into his words yeah, because that's how he's chosen to reveal himself to us. Yes. And even just on that idea of prayer, we were talking about Psalm 86. And I love the beginning of that where it says, bend down, O Lord, and hear my prayer. Answer me, for I need your help. And just that idea in that verse one, where it says, bend down to think the creator of the universe, God almighty, the one who spoke the world into existence, bends down to hear us. You know, and sometimes I don't know about you, but we we talk about, you know, how do you know if the Lord is calling you to do something? Mm, if the Lord yes. is speaking to me, am I sure? You know, my son was making a decision. He's like, mom, I just don't know. I wish God would just tell me, you know, <laughs> been there, Josh. <laughs> and it's like, what does Matthew say? You know, my niece, not my niece, my nephew and my daughter are both graduating mm-hmm. plans for the future. Right. How do I know? And it's like, I even told my son, what does Matthew say? Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added unto you. But I love how you hear when he says that bend down, because there's an intimacy. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, you know, it's not like um, cloud by day, fire by night. Although we would wish, right? right. Easy to follow. Follow the cloud. (laughs) When the cloud (laughs) stops, you stop. When the fire stops, (laughs) you you know follow, follow, follow. And we can do that. Mm. I can do that. But it's like when you think of the intimacy of a whisper. Like yes, the Lord often so speaks to our hearts, speaks to us through the word. And, and it's that intimacy, that closeness of bend down.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And sometimes we do want the fleece, you know, is it wet? Is oh, it dry? Right. Gideon, of what am I, are you speaking to me? Mm-hmm. We want something tangible, but that's, the Lord wants to move beyond that tangible. Right. You know what I'm yes, saying? Yes.
0: I know exactly what you're saying. And it's funny because I tease my husband, Chuck, and I tell him he has bionic ears mm-hmm. because he's got very poor vision. He's worn glasses since he was, I don't know, eight or something. So of course the other senses compensate. Yes. And So I always tease him. So when he hears something, he goes, shh, 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 wait, do you hear that? Do you hear that? I said, I don't know. And he goes, oh, it's the neighbor's air conditioning unit. I'm like, you can hear that. <laughs> but I think it's so neat. And I'm just thinking of the Lord, the way I've heard it said, you know, someone poetically said in in heaven, when we're praying, the father tells the angels, hush, my child's talking to me. Mm. Because the angels are worshiping, you know, mm. morning and night. Not that he has to hush them. No, But it's that idea yeah. of I want to give my full attention. And we do that. We physically sometimes Mm -hmm. perk our ear up because we want to hear that hush. Mm -hmm. This is important.
1: And so we we have to be still, right? We have to be still and listen and slow down. And sometimes when we've got so much going on and we're so busy and we're doing all of this, that if we want to hear the Lord, we have to stop. We have to linger in his word. We have to read through it. Or I'm not I'm not going to know what I'm supposed to do.
0: That's so good. That is so good. I think that's not just for high school graduates or college. No, I'm serious. I think it's it's an ongoing struggle. Yes. Because we want to abide in the Lord. We want to practice, you know, John, um, I am the vine, you are the branches. Abide in me and I in you, you bear much fruit. I remember early in my walk with the Lord, I said, Lord, I don't feel like I'm bearing much fruit. I'm not leading anyone to the Lord. You know, I'm not always consistent in my Bible reading. You know, I'm not bearing fruit for you. And the Lord, I just remember not really hearing him respond to that. And Mm -hmm. it took years for me to realize, what does it really mean to bear fruit? I mean, he wants to conform us into his image. It's a lifelong process. Our brother in Christ, Tim, just went home to be with the Lord. He had a battle with stomach cancer. Mm. And all of that fruit was on display at his celebration of life. But it was after his life was over that, look at this fruit over here and look at this fruit over there. Do you know what I'm saying? And so I think that it's hard to... Heed the voice of the Lord. Hear the voice of the Lord. Number one, if we're not in the Word, that's like um, those alarms on your car, uh, mm-hmm. the the check engine light. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't, I can't hear you. God, are you reading your Bible? Read, read, read. You know, that's something we should be noticing. Yes. And then, am I praying? Am I seeking counsel? Am I journaling and 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 really listening to the voice of the Lord? Because we want those green lights, don't we? We want the red lights. We want those. Giant, obvious signs from God. And often it's his still small voice, like with Elijah, right? Right. And you had said
1: something. So I kind of want to ask you how you, what you changed. You said mm. that, um, you, uh, weren't consistent in your word and mm-hmm. you want, you want, you weren't, you didn't see yourself bearing much fruit, right. but you, you weren't consistent. So what changed? What did you end up doing to become consistent in the word then? Cause I know you are now.
0: Yes. Yes. Well, I had for years wanted to do a one-year Bible mm-hmm. reading plan. Um, I, prior to that, I did, I would pray and I would pick a book. So I would pray, and I would say Philippians. I want to go deeper okay. in Philippians, and I'd, I'd have my Bible, Philippians, and maybe J. Vernon McGee mm. Philippians supplemental commentary. commentary. Now there's blueletterbible.com and so Growing Word yes. you version, but I'd have some kind of tangible commentary, mm-hmm. and I would read through that book, and then and then I would pray. Okay, Lord. Uh, so I would go maybe flip flop. Old Testament, New Testament. Um, and, I, and I would read it, but what I meant was not every day. What I love about the one-year Bible, so that was what got me on track to the shorter answer. But it was also, I needed a little bit of each.
1: Yeah, I agree. There's,
0: yeah, So there's nothing wrong with doing that. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people do that. My husband, Chuck, sometimes does that where he says, okay, right now I'm in Joshua and I'm, I'm going to study Joshua. I'm going to read all the commentaries on the Joshua. Mm-hmm. I'm going to journal on Joshua. I'm going to dig deep in that. One year for a whole year, Chuck studied the Proverbs. Wow. He went deep. He learned so many. It was awesome because I, I, l- I get learn the from nuggets. Him. Sure. But so anyway, I, I just think that for me and, mm-hmm. and the way that the Lord made me, I love the one-year Bible because... I get a little bit of the old, a little bit of the new, the psalm and the, and the proverb. And it always, always is exactly what I need for that day and for that season. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's times I'm it's dry or I wake up grumpy and I'm not always sure. flowers and roses, you know, receiving from my devotion. But I think that also just a lot of prayer, heart searching, Lord. If I have time to take a shower and go grocery store shopping and check, do my tune up on my car why am i not in my bible i need i need this mm-hmm. and and a big conviction i had diane was i don't want to get to heaven and say i didn't read the whole counsel of god mm-hmm. I, I used to think that i felt convicted by that okay i wanted to when we go to our national parks chuck researches the park first so when we get there oh there's you know that you already River. know yes mm-hmm. and i didn't want to get to heaven and meet jesus and- who's ezra Who's, who are you? Well, Malachi, I, that's in the Bible uh, for sure. I, I just, yeah, I felt, I felt a deep conviction mm. of wanting to know as much about my Lord it gets me emotional now. Mm-hmm. So to see his face, it's just like, I just, I want to know him now and know him then both. Mm. Right. Right? This is his love
1: letter. How and could so, we not? You know? And when you started on your journey of reading a little bit of the old, a little bit of the new psalm and the proverb, did you notice a growth in your
0: walk or in your in your faith? Or in? I mean- did, Oh, yes, oh. absolutely. Because, you know, I mean, the people that I've known that have had empty calorie diets and- bad health issues. And just even from, you know, 30 months of eating a salad once in a while, <laughs> eating fruit instead of Cheetos, you know, like Isaac loves Cheetos, choosing the healthier snack mm-hmm. over the junkie snack, you you feel it mm-hmm. in your body, you feel it. So when I was filling myself and feeding on the scriptures, I, I did, I noticed growth. He would remind me I'd be reading something and then I'd hear it on... The radio pastor would quote it or I'd be reading something and then my husband would mention a verse or I'd get a text from a girlfriend of a verse. And it, you just you, you feel these confirmations coming as you're going there. And then you're, you know, like Pastor Chuck Smith says, put yourself under the spout where the blessings right. come out. So, so, oh, here's another splash of a blessing and here's another splash of a blessing. Another thing that I noticed was it is true that Jesus is in every page. Yes, mm, he is. So you read th- an Old Testament, mm-hmm. somewhat, you know, what you would think is dry or not very relevant for today, book of the Bible, like a Leviticus or something, and you're saying, oh my gosh, um, the poor could offer the turtle doves. That's what Mary and Joseph brought turtle doves as their sacrifice because they, they were poor. poor. So you, your understanding increases. More and
1: more, and you go deeper and you see things that you wouldn't otherwise. Right, right. When you when you read it that way.
0: When I was praying, I wasn't, okay, Lord, I'm hearing you. I need to read Leviticus. Right. right. I was, you know, it was like usually Philippians or Ephesians or a New Testament book. I mean, there was some Old Testament too, but there's books of the Bible that, let's be real, they're harder to definitely to dig into. Right. So the one year, it's just that pre cut template. And if it's April and you're in Joshua, Joshua then, yes. then that's where you're in. So I just I just like the format a lot.
1: Wonderful. I think that's so good at encouraging because um, some people um, struggle. You know, they struggle yeah, with being in the absolutely. Word. Um, they're not there yet. And it's not about really how long you've walked with the Lord to develop that discipline. Absolutely. It's, it's a choice that you could make, you know, the day you get saved or maybe you're 20 years into your walk. And it's to just to daily be in the Word. You know, you t- spoke of... Um, Joshua right now. And and so it's like at the end of Deuteronomy, right, that transition happens. Joshua has been following Moses, follow God, you know, mm, watching him, watching. He's the one who gets close to the mountain. Yes. And he's watching. He's always with Moses. And then he becomes Moses's right hand. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, and I love that. But then it's time for God joshua to become to be the him. leader yeah you know mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so moses you know book of deuteronomy is an entire recap of everything that has happened since the exodus and it says he says as he's encouraging moses is encouraging the people uh in deuteronomy 32 uh 45 he says or 46 take to heart all the words of warning i have given you today pass them on as a command to your children so they will obey every word of these instructions these instructions are not empty words. Mm-mm. They are your life.
0: So Your good. life. Yes. So these words
1: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> are our life and they should be. They're right. the bread of life. You That's know what I right. mean? Like the, yes. the, it's living and active right. and, and it convicts us and it corrects us and it challenges us and it directs us. And he, he's encouraging the people to know the word, right. take heart and obey. Yes. And not only that, but it's our job to pass it on to our children. It says, you know, pass them on, to pass on the commands to your children. It's not, you know, my husband was a junior high minister. It's not the junior high minister's job right. to pass on the commands of God to the children mm-hmm. it, or to that age group. It's my job as a parent to do right. that. Now of course Joe as when he was a youth minister he encourages he comes yes. alongside I was he say, it's a he, supplement he, he, supplement, yeah. <laughs> he supplements yes. and so um and, and is there to you know offer prayer guidance right. fun and encouragement and so much um which is a total blessing but that we would take this seriously the word seriously that we would be desperate for the lord enough that we would
0: take the time to be in his work and own it. Mm-hmm. own it. And and so just even going back to that conviction that I had, and I still have, mm-hmm. I, I want to know the Lord. I mean, there's this Will Reagan and United Pursuit song I love, again, the theme of the song, I want to know you more. Um, like I know a friend, I want to know you, Lord. I want to know you more. How do we know him? I mean- there's so much to this journey with God and, and the walking with God. And, you know, I love our church Calvary Montclair mission statement, you know, learn, grow, share. Mm-hmm. And so we're learning about God. We're growing in him and then give it out. So like to your children, mm-hmm. your small group, I will study your immediate family, My your, um, neighbor. dance team. Yes. There you go. Group, you know, a mm-hmm. parent group, whatever. Yeah. Your neighbors, your, your extended family, your, your community, college wherever you're wherever you are, wherever and everywhere you grow it and you share it. But it's, it's owning that it's owning that, um, discipline, but it's a, it's a beautiful discipline. It's a, I remember one time I was at a women's event and Jeanette Wall said this and I'll never forget it. And I said, yes, amen. Amen. You know, you want to just jump up and I agree with you. Yes. Yes. She said, read your word every day. Read it even if it's like cardboard. Read your word even if it's duty. It will turn to delight. It does. It's true. I'll never forget that. I mean, it is so true. And I mean, how many, you've counseled women struggling in marriages. Mm -hmm. I've Mm -hmm. counseled women struggling in marriages. And we say, keep praying for your husband. Keep loving on him. Making that breakfast or dinner or doing their laundry when your husband's not being very nice to you. It's not a delight. It feels like a duty. What you're doing and you're serving, and then you watch the fruit of it. As your husband goes, hey, you know, I was a little rude to her last night, but she still made me my favorite pot roast dinner. Hmm, what's up with that? Not that you're doing it in a sneaky way, but as you're pouring love into people who rejects love, mm. you, you, you want to change.
1: And I think it's hard when you just said who rejects love. It's hard to love when you're being rejected. Right, and by your children, by a neighbor, by a
0: coworker, does or matter somebody who mm-hmm, it is, mm-hmm.
1: and you think that's our example in Jesus, right? That's right. Who
0: Absolutely loved, who loved the unlovable, suffers,
1: is tortured for, right? The one torturing that's rejecting them, them,
0: yes, yes, and, or
1: the one mocking them, and I think our example is so much is Jesus, you know, yes, of yes. to do that and, and that change that happens in us as we're in the Word, the change that happens in us as we're learning and growing to be more like Him. That's the goal, right? To be more like Jesus, to be conformed into the image of of the son. But if we don't know what that image is, or if Mm, we have a false idea of what that image is, how can we be conformed into that
0: image? I had a girlfriend in Moms in Prayer at um, Olivia's school, and she was um, adopted. And she really struggled, went to counseling and therapy and all that with with rejection issues. Mm. I mean, her Parents yes, that's didn't how want she her. felt. Oh yeah. yeah, I mean, but she said I was adopted by the most beautiful Christian mom God could have ever given me. Mm-hmm. She loved on me. She taught me the scriptures. I just felt so loved and cherished. But of course, the enemy still whispers. Sure. Well, yeah, she was great, but your you know right. O G mom or your birth mom didn't want you. You know, she she struggled with that. So you would think, from a world's perspective, that she would struggle with. The name Father, mm. that's that's Jesus's favorite name to call God, right, Abba? No, she said, I have a heavenly Father, even though my earthly Father rejected me. My heavenly Father scooped right. me up, loves me, loves on me, gave me His best gifts, gives me His Son, and so that comes again from from knowing the Scripture, knowing the heart of God. Because what do we do? What what is the psychology term? Transference. I have an earthly dad, the Bible calls God father, therefore he's not a good dad. Do you know what and I'm that's saying? that's not true. It's not true. But we no. only
1: know that God is likened to a father, is a father to us if we're in the word. Right. We don't know that. It, it reminds right. me of a story of when I was in high school. I at one time wanted to be an attorney, so I took law and justice. You, you no. were not <laughs> a junior high
0: and then senior pastor's wife your no, whole life, No, Diane, no, no. You actually went to high school. <laughs> went to high
1: school. I wanted to be a lawyer, so I took law and justice. It was an elective. and oh, I um, could just picture you loving that class, too. <laughs> so uh, I remember Mr. Williams was the teacher. Oh. And so we had- Was it Chino High? It was Chino High. Okay. And so we have this class, and we're talking. And we watched, he had us watch the story of Raul Reese in class. Um, And so we're talking about it and then I'm sitting next to these two guys and we're in like the, the further back rows and Mark was his name and he says something about Jesus and I looked and I said, what? I said, no, Jesus is a Jew. And he looked at me and he said, what? Jesus is a Jew? I thought Jesus was a Mexican. Well, he's Mexican. And so he says it super loud because we're talking and you know, right, quietly. Right. He says that super loud. It was totally revelation to him that Jesus was Mexican. <laughs> uh, Jesus, I don't know. And so um, so oh the, the teacher laughs super loud and says, ha, ha, I like that. My Jesus is Mexican is mm. what the kid responded now that I remember. My Jesus is Mexican. He said, ha, ha, I like that. My Jesus is Mexican. But I was like sitting there, but he's not. He's... He was born in Jerusalem. He's and it's sometimes we can have this idea. We can create these like these transference. Yeah, of this is what my Jesus is. Mm -hmm. This is what my God is. But it's not biblical. Mm. And so we have to know to know who God is. We have to be in the Word. Yes, because we're not going to know who He is, or we're going to have a false idea of Him. Right, and a false idea of Him is idol idol. idolatry. And so yeah. I just, I don't know why that story
0: popped no, into I my head. Well, well, I think it's really good because I, I pray, this is our prayer, listeners talking directly to you, who is Jesus? get to know him, get to know his names, study the, I am names of Jesus. I love them. I am the bread of life. I am the living water. I am the vine. I'm the door. I am the good shepherd. I am the alpha and the omega. I mean, I'm getting goosebumps just saying this. As you proclaim the names of the Lord. Yes. Get to know Jesus. So when people say, I love a God of love, but a God who sends people to hell, I don't like that God. Oh, That's not biblical. Exactly. So you got to know yeah. Jesus. You have to understand and study because on the cross, Jesus said, Father, forgive them. They know not what, they're, what they are doing. Jesus wants to forgive you, but you have to come through his blood. Like they said, no one will go to hell unless over his dead body. If you reject Jesus, then that's the only option for you because there's only two destinations, heaven or hell. So anyway, I just, yes, get to know your Bible, get to know the God of the Bible, study Jesus, study his names. You will be changed. You will you be You will changed. bear fruit. You will
1: grow. Absolutely, and, hundredfold. And, and as I was thinking of, you know, the idea of like this one kid I went to high school with and my Jesus is Mexican. Um, <laughs> That's going to be a t-shirt somewhere, <laughs> I bet. Um, I was thinking, you know, we were if you're if you're reading through a one-year Bible plan, you are now in Joshua. Mm-hmm. And so um, this, the Lord, I have it in notes in my Bible highlighted what the Lord had spoke to me and actually spoke this to me several years ago. But, um, you know, Joshua is now in charge. He's going to go. They're going to begin to take Jericho. They're going to start taking the promised land. And um, he has an encounter the night Mm -hmm. before. So I'm going to read from Joshua 5, beginning at verse 13. And it says, When Joshua was near the town of Jericho, he looked up and saw a man standing in front of him with sword in hand. Joshua went up to him and demanded, Are you with us or with our enemy? Other translations say adversary. And the response was, Neither, Neither one, mm-hmm. he replied. I am the commander of the Lord's army. At this, Joshua fell with his face to the ground in reverence. I am at your command, Joshua said. What do you want your servant to do? The commander of the Lord's army replied, take off your sandals for the place where you are standing is holy. And Joshua did as he was told. Mm-hmm. And there's so much here in this few verses. But I think, you know, obviously this was a Christophany, a pre-incarnate mm-hmm. form of Christ mm-hmm. because of Take off the shoes. Your feet are right. holy, just holy like ground, with Moses. Just mm-hmm. like with Moses. And if you're in the Word, you'll see those commonalities, mm-hmm. right? But also, um, Joshua falls down on the ground and he worships. He worships the one who has visited him. We know that angels don't receive worship. That's right. Right? Yes. They say, get up, I." Or, 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 or men don't receive worship. Get up, I am a man like you. Or right. get up, I am an angel. I'm not, you know, we, they don't receive worship. The only one worthy of worship mm-hmm. is God. Yeah. And so, but with that, this here... Joshua has a misunderstanding. You know, this, this um, he, sword in hand, as he's standing there, we hear the words that are spoken by Joshua, and he says, are you with us or with our enemy? And the answer is no. <laughs> it's, it's like, we normally, no, this or that. No. Why? Because I Joshua it. had it wrong. Yeah. You know, and I think for me, what the Lord showed me is we can so often get it backwards. You know, God has a plan. And he has an agenda. He has a will. And he has things that he wants done. And we as his followers can get it so backwards. Mm -hmm. We can cause division. We can cause faction. We can be at war with somebody or something. And we can say, well, are you with us or with them, God? And God's like, no, no. Like, I hate division, we know he says in the Proverbs. He hates division repeatedly. And it's not about this person, Laura, are you with me? Or are right. you with them? It's, are we on God's that's page? That's right. What's Absolutely. God's plan? What does God want? Right. And and I love that because we can get it so backwards. We can think that the battle is flesh and blood.
0: We can think that the battle is, you know- Us or them, blue or pink, red state or blue state. And that's not the battle. Right. And God is, one, one thing that I love about the Lord, especially when you do study the gospels and you see the way he talks to people is uh, I love that idea of neither or you're you're all wrong you know well we have this tradition that if uh, a man dies he has to take on a, a, if a, he has to take on the the, the wife to kinsman continue redeeming. the kinsman uh-huh, uh-huh. yeah to, uh-huh. to have other children so then the name can continue on and then that husband dies and then that husband dies and then I start thinking about the black widow where four consecutive husbands die what does he do Jesus and he goes you're wrong there is no marriage. And right. It reminds same me idea. of that. That same idea of uh, you're wrong. No, neither. And I love that about the Lord because confession, full, full disclosure here, I've prayed, Lord, I would like you to do A or I would like you to do B. And I, you just wait on the Lord. Jesus, can you do this or can you do this? And I wait on the Lord. And then the Lord says, no, no, I'm doing C, that was my plan all along. You, you asked for A, you asked for B. That was not never my plan. My plan was something totally different because he's God. And you even think of
1: Jesus, right? Jesus is in praying in the garden of Gethsemane and he comes, redemption can only come through the cross. Right. And Jesus is like, may this cup pass for me, but not my will, but your will be done. Right. And that's the process, right? Yes. Joshua has a will. Us are with them. We can go, we can have it right now, you know? And God's like, no. And I think in life we can do that. And you even see in the New Testament, are you, are you of Paul? Are you Rev. of Apollos? <laughs> yes. No, you know, and it's it's not man. It's yes. the Lord. And yes. so we, and we do that today, right? You know, uh, are you a Calvinist? Are, are you a yeah. Baptist? Are you right. a Methodist, Presbyterian, whatever, fill in the blank. And the Lord is like, no. no. It, it, and I, 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 I think it. so funny so good. when we call- It's so
0: refreshing to hear this, Diane, because- even as Christians, we do it, and God says, "You mean no. you read NASB, Diane? Oh no, it's NKJV or nothing." We we do we these cause things. divisions yes. and factions, yes. and
1: the Lord stands up and says, "No." And I think sometimes you know we can say church, you know, the church, our church, my church, and. Every tongue, tribe, and nation, if you name the name of Christ, we are the church, That's right. the entire yeah. body, not just those that are at this Holt Boulevard location, right. you know, we're one, we're supposed to be one. Yes, and that's yes. how the the world is going to know who Jesus lives. Yes. And we live in a world that is so fractured by faction and division and the fracturing and the factions that come in the church. I think, you know, with all of the, the you know, vaccinated, unvaccinated, oh, yes. all that of the mask, it is done so much, just caused Polarizing. so much division as opposed to Are you redeemed by the blood of the Mm -hmm. Lamb? Because if so, we are sisters in Christ. Um, And that transcends all. And I think, you know, we're the body of Christ, not the bodies of Christ. Oh,
0: that's so good. Right? That is so good. Yes. Yes. And this image in Joshua 5 with the Christophany, it's so relevant because I was talking with a girlfriend of mine and we're talking about millennials or, you know, this younger generation, the Instagram, social media. Mm -hmm the younger generation, I don't know if there's a different name, group, Gen X, Gen Y, the iPhone generation. Um, And she was saying something very interesting that I didn't quite capture. I didn't notice that this generation is seeking like spirituality. They're really seeking um, a emotional experience, you know, the new age movement. I was going to say, which
1: is why they're open to the occult.
0: Yes. The new age movement, Mm -hmm. Um, connecting with nature, mm-hmm. um, you see this. And it's, no, neither. Mm-hmm. You know, I I think that there's that quote about religion. I'm not religious, or it was a bumper sticker. I'm not religious, I just love the Lord. Or it's not a religion, it's a relationship. And I think, unfortunately, it's become a, a cliche. Or You know, we know what it means, and I pray you guys know what that means. But people are done with religion. They don't want this cookie cutter box. I mean, some people do, but for the most part, that's old school. They Mm -hmm. want new, they want fresh. What did Jesus say? You can't put old wine into new wineskins. It's going to burst, but it's be careful because with the angel, he's saying, don't worship me. Don't, seek an experience, an emotional high and go on this hike and transcendence. And then you'll find God and do X, Y, Z, you know, yoga and all these Mm -hmm. things to try to connect your body with God, so to speak. Um, get to know God. I mean, his word is timeless. It's relevant. It's truth. It stood the test of time. I mean, we just Easter, this is the Easter season. That tomb is still empty. There are no bones in his, in the grave. He rose again. It was documented. Even people that hated him documented. Right? Right. Yes. No. So, so this is real. And so, circling back to Psalm sixty, Psalm eighty six, and how he says. Give ear, O Lord, to my prayer and attend to the voice of my supplications. In the day of my trouble, I will call upon you, for you will answer me. And that's Psalm 86, 7. And I was thinking about how Jesus himself is life. He gives life and he is life. And so the word that came to my mind was lifeline. So I looked it up, just the definition of lifeline, a thing on which someone or something depends or which provides a mean of escape from a difficult situation. It's commonly a rope or a line used for life saving, typically one thrown to rescue someone. So I remember that show, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Oh, lifeline. Yeah. <laughs> and there was those three lifelines, right? And I thought prayer is like that phone a friend. Give ear, O Lord, to my prayer and attend to the voice of my supplications. In the day of my trouble, I will call upon you, for you will answer me. And he does. I mean, we could just continue 10 more podcasts just talking about people we know personally who were in drugs, Mm -hmm. who were in alcohol, who were in troubled relationships, who were on this dark path. I mean, one of my girlfriends got in a tragic car accident. God, if you're real, save me. I mean, we know stories like this. He is our lifeline. It's like, stop. You don't have to search for new ages Don't dabble in the occult. Don't go to anything but Jesus. He's the right. one you're looking for. Anyone watching this, if you don't know Jesus, get to know him. Call on his name. You will be saved and you will never regret it.
1: And when you say lifeline, you know, I can't help but think of Rahab, who had that <laughs> scarlet cord hanging down her window after she had hidden the spies Mm -hmm. and they had an agreement uh, that they made that if you keep it quiet that we came here and you help us, you know, get out, we will spare your life. And, and what was it? Anyone in your, that's in your room, you, that cord must be there and and anyone else Mm -hmm. who comes that will, we will spare. And you know, when they came, when um, Joshua came and they came to take um, the city, that cord was there, that scarlet cord hanging. It was that lifeline. It preserved <laughs> the life so of good. everyone mm-hmm. in that room. But that was a deal. You had to be in there. Right. You couldn't be outside because if you were, it didn't hold. Yeah. And I kind of thought of even to the Passover, right? That same idea yes, in absolutely. the house, blood of the lamb over right. the door, and you will be preserved. Well, the same thing is true here. And you had mentioned, which grieves my heart, that people are tired of, like church, mm-hmm, you said. Mm-hmm. And it grieves my heart greatly. Um but I think how much damage has has the church done herself with the inconsistencies and failures mm. of the minister, yeah,
0: the minister, you know, yes. the worship
1: leader, the the you know over the, the um, teaching pastor, the teaching pastor or whatever. Pastor mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. And how much damage, like losing credibility, mm-hmm. you know, um, choosing to sin and then get right back in the pulpit. Oh, yeah. And it grieves my heart so much because God is holy, right? And we, His servants, His children, must be holy as well. But more than that, the name of God should be feared, reverenced, exalted, exalted yes, and yes. and you see, like during this, as we're going through the battle, the um, the book of Joshua, even now, God's name, the Israelite nation, and God's name because of the what was done in Egypt, what was done to Jericho, what was it was proclaimed, and it was feared. Yes. And then yes. what happens? Achan sins and they go to try and take I. And they they got it. They don't even consult the Lord. Yeah. We got this. There's we only need to take two to three yeah. thousand. We got it easy, but there was sin, mm-hmm. right? And and that sin caused there's a consequence. 37 people died, and they were routed by their enemies, and they're running and they're fleeing. Right. And what does Joshua say? Your name, God, your name like, is at stake. Your name is at stake. That's right. So, like when someone yeah. sins to that capacity god's reputation right. like absolutely and so we must be holy because the reverence of god's name is at stake and i think that's a huge part of why we've lost our mm. credibility with the world you know right um and i love what god tells to him you know joshua's lamenting crying out he's get up get up <laughs> he tells too. him twice yes. he does not mess yes. around he's like look the sin there was sin in the camp this is what right. happened you mm-hmm. got to find the person and rid it because yeah. when you think about it, the consequences, when we choose to sin, like Achan did, we don't sin unto ourselves.
0: It the, affects everybody. It, 37
1: yes. people were m- killed, which means people were mourning their sons. They were mourning their husbands. Right. They were mourning their uncles, their brothers, right. you know, and, and, and the hurt, the grand, yeah. the hurt and the pain that came from that. And so the consequences don't just affect the sinner. Right. It affects, I mean, and you think like my husband, right? He's, he teaches here. And if he were to choose sin over faithfulness
0: to the Lord God Almighty, how many people would he wreck? The ripple effects of pain that it would devastate families, friends. Um, And uh, so my husband, Chuck, is involved in this ministry called Mess Halls, and it's it's not all skateboarders, but it's men and women in the industry. And so this, this one pastor had shared on Monday. It was so good. And he was talking about um, talking about Jesus and sticking to the basics. Mm-hmm. And he, the, the verse that he referenced was, The wise man builds his house on the rock. And he said, whenever someone has fallen that I've known, because he's a senior pastor, he said they left one or more of the basics, mm-hmm. reading the Bible, prayer, prayer a close group of accountability, Accountability. and then, Mm -hmm. um, I forget what the last one was, um, getting counsel. You know, if you need help with something, some area you're struggling, but that kind of ties into account accountability. But one thing he said that was really beautiful is he shared a little bit of his testimony in this one church that he was at and he was serving his mentor fell, Mm. not, not necessarily the senior pastor, but still one of his mentors that he was under fell. And so, there's a dialogue going on. It's kind of like a Zoom Bible study. So the, in the dialogue, someone asked, how did you handle that? How did you come back from that? Because as we're talking about right. people uh, not really being interested in church because of, you know, lack of integrity or things that they have seen or whatnot. And he said, I was able to, through over time and getting counsel with other pastors, and I have, he left that church and went to a new you know, ministry, God directed him somewhere else. But what he said was, I thought it was really beautiful. He said, I was able to realize and disassociate someone that represented God was broken and messed up versus God. Right. And it sounds so simple, but the same as my friend who was adopted. My biological dad didn't want me, but my Abba father does. My mentor pastor failed me. But my, my God, God never has, does. Right. Same. Exactly. It goes like your, the song that you shared in the beginning, to be able to separate that, and that is not easy. No, it's not. It's not easy been to
1: minister to. They've been, right. you know, you've been poured into, and there's a. When somebody ministers to your soul um, and you grow in your walk and they're teaching the infallible word of God, yes, it's that much more, I think, of of it just, it's painful and you have to work through it. But I think in all, like throughout this day, I think there's a, or this podcast, there's a few things we want to make sure. One, do you know Jesus? Mm -hmm. Are you saved? If not, Know him today. Amen. Confess yes. your sin and ask the Lord to be the Lord of your life and pursue him. Get to know him. Uh, another thing, if you have not been reading your word, choose today to open it up and feed yourself and um, and be encouraged and grow. And it's okay if it's difficult to understand or right. hard or, right. or, or um, it takes time. Or dry sometimes. Or dry. Yes. Uh-huh. But, but in, I encourage you to get in the word. And also, as we're talking about God is holy, therefore we need to be holy that if you are in sin, just imagine Jesus when the woman caught within the act of adultery fell at his feet. And he asked her, woman, where are your accusers? And she said, I have none. And he said, neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. The Lord knows our shortcomings and our faults and our failings. Confess them to him. And then my exhortation to you would be the same of Jesus. Go and sin no more. And walk in the
0: freedom that is given to us because of the blood of Jesus. Amen. Amen. And get help. Talk to a friend. When I first received the diagnosis of autism for our son, I joined a special needs parent support group. So important to talk to other mamas, other dads, other caregivers that were going through what I was going through. There's grief groups out there. There's we're, the church is here to support each other, and we need each other. And so whatever your struggle is, now it could be, well, my struggle is I don't read my Bible. Tell somebody. If your struggle is I don't know how to pray, tell somebody. Those are very real struggles. And and you don't develop a prayer life or a Bible reading life or a Christian walk overnight. You develop these things and we need each other so we could grow and we can mature and we could walk together as the body of Christ. So talk to somebody about it. You know, one of the things that I know Diane and I both agree helps you grow leaps and bounds is a small group. Mm-hmm. And I've heard lots of women say, well, I'm shy and I don't really like to talk or I'm too busy. Join anyway. You don't like to talk. You don't have to talk. You just tell your leader, I'm not a talker. I don't want to talk. That's fine. We've had people say that before. Mm -hmm. Totally fine. You don't have to talk. Glean. Sit there and listen and receive. I've been in small groups before where someone won't talk the whole year. And then towards the end, they'll finally speak. And we're all like, oh my gosh, this person was a wealth of wisdom. But they just felt too shy or, or for whatever reason, didn't want to share. So sometimes the Lord calls us to do hard things that are out of our comfort zone, but we have to be in the word. We have to share our struggles and our burdens with each other. And I think that when we do that, we're going to be a healthy church.
1: And we're going to grow. We'll be a healthy Christian and, you know, yes, and, yes, and we'll be able to stand absolutely. and, um, we will be able to encourage one another and we will be able to, um, someone's going to come upon in your life that's going to say, I really don't read.
0: I don't really like to. I, yeah. you know, and, and even I don't I, like my husband. I've heard people tell me that or raising kids is hard for me. I want to give them timeouts all day, <laughs> you know, whatever. Maybe
1: they deserve timeouts all day. I don't know. <laughs>
0: but <laughs> no, struggles. But, yes, we all have we all struggles. struggles. Yes. And, and
1: I think of, you know, our girls in dance, Um, you know, they start when they're, you know, my daughter started when she was six, but they didn't, she didn't get point shoes when she was six. Right. Those muscles grow, the exercises Mm. grow, the discipline grows and they become stronger. And then they're able to do that. Or I think of my son, you know, he's a weight, he loves to lift weights and he doesn't just automatically bench press 300 pounds. Right. That comes with starting with the bar. And then a couple of, you know, and you add on the weight and you add on the weight. And as you grow and as your muscles grow, I mean, you can see physical muscles, right? You can see, but you also um, have that strength that, that right. and it's a discipline, like yes. any discipline, um, whatever it might be, you grow. And, and not that you do it on your own. Of course right. you don't. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, we're empowered by the Holy Spirit and the, the Holy Spirit is our teacher, but we have to be in the word.
0: Yes. Or we're not going to grow. Right. Absolutely. And another thing, uh, as a kind of a final note, we hope you enjoyed this podcast. We love having you guys here. Um, If you haven't been to church, I understand some people have health issues or reasons where they can't come, come, come back to church. I think that you will be blessed. One of the things... I know my gift. I'm a Barnabas. I love to encourage you. I could be at the store and the gal's got beautiful skin. I'm going to tell her, you've got radiant skin. If a person has gorgeous green eyes, I like to tell them, if my pastor's doing a good job, I'm say, God bless you, pastor. Thank you for your mm. service in the Lord. I I, I I bubble over with encouragement and I love to encourage people. And sometimes I think and I get sad and I pray for people that you have gifts, but you're not sharing them. We need your gifts. Mm. The body of Christ, we all have gifts. The Holy Spirit gives gifts. Jesus gives gifts to be useful for building up the kingdom and edifying the kingdom. So you, yes, you watching right now, you might think, well, I don't have a gift. Yes, you You do. do. You love to serve. You love to pray with people. You love to pray for people. You love to set up. Maybe you're an AV person. Reuben's like, yes, we could use you at Calvary Montclair. Maybe you love to sing or clean.
1: Maybe that's your gift. There are so There's many so gifts. Many they, yeah. The list
0: is is so endless, and so we want you to come back to church our church, get a good, solid Bible teaching church, wherever city or state you're in and drop a comment of where you're tuning in from. What city, what state, what fellowship do you go to? We would love to hear that from you. And as we celebrate Easter, may the Lord just continue to bless you and keep you and shine his face upon you. I love that verse that Diane read about this is your life. Jesus Christ himself is our life. He is our peace. He is our joy. He's our hope. He's coming again. Uh, Maybe this episode won't even air because the rapture will happen wouldn't Wouldn't that that be be wonderful (laughs) we're excited maranatha so god bless you we'll see you soon and don't forget to like subscribe and share